0: Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Melanie C and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Thursday, July 6, 2017 and this is the 10 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting. Today we are reading from the big book and we're on page 64 of that big book and we're going to be studying our focus study on paragraph 3 today. Today's readers are for the 12 steps, Karen R, the 12 traditions, Fay F, and reading the text today and being of support is Christine M, Kathy Joe P, and Jody EQ. The reference numbers, starting with yesterday's 10 a.m. meeting, is 10122. 10122. One, two, two. And for the 7 a.m. meeting, the number is, and I think that maybe I'm remiss in getting that, so hopefully I can catch that up for you in just a moment. I seem to have lost it somehow. My apologies for that. The OA preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. through abstinence and the practice of the 12 Steps and 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now
1: ask Karen R. to please read the 12 Steps. Hello, I'm
2: Karen R. from North Carolina, Compulsive overeater, and these are the 12 Steps of Overeaters Anonymous. wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continue to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admit it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we try to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you.
0: Thank you very much, Karen R. I will now ask Faye F. to please
1: read the 12 traditions.
3: Good morning. This is Faye F. Do you hear me?
0: I can. Go right ahead.
3: Okay, great Every OE group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight. is anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine. OA as such, or never be organized, but as we create, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten. Overeem is Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OE name might never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, and films. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all our traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities.
0: Thank you, Faye. Thank you for your service. And before we go further, I would like to offer you the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Share ID. The morning, the the share ID for this morning, July 6th. It's 10124. 10124. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the Big Book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. And once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. And again, as we've been announcing, uh, no speaker phones, it seems to interfere. So today we resume our study of the Big Book on page 64, paragraph 3, that begins with, resentment is the number one offender. And I will ask Christine M. to begin our reading and study today. Good morning, Christine.
4: Yes, good morning, everyone. My name is Christine M. I am a grateful, recovered, compulsive overreader reader in Missouri. Resentment is the number one offender. It destroys more alcoholics than anything else. From it stem all forms of spiritual disease. For we had not only... Uh, for... For we have been not only mentally and physically ill, we have been spiritually sick. When the spiritual malady is overcome, we straighten out mentally and physically. In dealing with resentments, we set them on paper. We listed people, institutions, or principles with whom we were with whom we were angry. We asked ourselves why we were angry. In most cases, it was found that our self-esteem Our pocketbooks, our ambitions, our personal relations, including sex, were hurt or threatened. So we were sore. We were burned up. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and set my timer here. Um, This is good stuff. You know, when I came um, into the program, uh, I felt that I was dealt a bad hand, and I I was very angry about that. I was angry at everybody and everything, including myself. And um, my attitude was I'll show them, you know, I'll I'll hold the grudge, I'll hold the resentment, but the resentment was killing me. Um, it was blocking me off from the sunlight of the spirit, and anything that blocks me off from the sunlight of the spirit has to go um, or I'm not going to get well. So, you know, it's telling me exactly what to do. It's talking about that, you know, did these resentments destroy more alcoholics than anything else? And it was absolutely destroying me and those around me. Um, And so, you know, uh, I'm spiritually sick, and I need to accept spiritual help. And so, um, you know, it's telling me exactly what to do. We listed people, institutions, or principles with whom we were angry. We asked ourselves why we were angry. And I know for me... Um, I really wanted to try to get stuck on the second column, which is the cause why I was angry, um, because I um, felt that I was a victim and I had been victimized and um, I wanted you to sit there and listen to my tales of woe and things like that. But I was taught that, um, you know, in the second column that I, um, just use like nine words or less not to write a book and um about um what the cause is, so that I didn't stay stuck because that would just keep me sick um and once you know um going through um this um resentment list, um I saw I was able
1: to um you know
4: see and And it also talks about what it affects how I was affected, how I was threatened, you know, and I was able to see how um how these resentments were just had just been been running my life. they had taken over my life and um were dictating who I talked to and what I did and what I said, and I was just reliving these resentments in my head over and over and over on a daily basis um, I'm so grateful. Though that these steps are here, and that um, I had, did go through four through nine, um, the action steps, and um, one, two, three, four through nine, 10, 11, 12, and, um, and I was able to go through the fourth column as well and see how um, I set the ball rolling on most of these, and seeing on most of these just how ridiculous um, it was for me to be resentful. And um, that was the beginning of me taking responsibility and learning that I wasn't that I wasn't um, that I wasn't this victim. That I was also a participant in a lot of things. Um, and it wasn't to, to beat myself up or anything like that. It was just for awareness, so that I can continue to work the rest of the steps um, and get unblocked. So thanks for letting me share, and I will pass.
0: Thank you, Christine M. Now the the lines are open for those that want to share and comment on that paragraph, paragraph number three on page sixty-four.
1: Donna, Devora,
0: Devora, anybody else this morning? Donna W. I got you, Donna. Thanks. Good morning. Can okay, let's go with that. We're gonna start with Donna W and then Deborah you'll pick it up.
5: Good morning, Donna. Hi, Donna W here in Sunny, California. Really grateful for my recovery today and to be on the line live getting to share. Um, so um this is really helpful for me today because I, I need to acknowledge that I am feeling fear and resentment, um, because I'm self employed and um and uh and I'm having a really hard time being self employed. So I just wanna turn that over that I need to work these steps in all my affairs today and that includes looking at the self pity and self centeredness and uh, feeling like a victim with my business because that's affecting um, you know, the rest of my program and that I need to rely on a higher power for my recovery in all areas of my life and um, you know, that if if I'm not if I if I'm overly self-reliant, then um then, you know, that's that leads me to the spiritual malady. So I just want to check in and say I um I'm going to do some step work on my business and turn that over to my sponsor and see if I can welcome my higher power in. Thank you. Thank you, Donna W, Devora S.
6: Thank you so much. Thank you, Melanie, and everyone on the line to get this meeting. Going, I'm Deborah S. from New Jersey and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater thank you God and um, <clears throat> resentment is the number one offender honestly I have to say I, <laughs> I always felt I didn't have any resentment you know I remember going early on in, in program to a workshop that was given by two uh, recovered alcoholics to, uh, for an OA group and um, and I went over to one of the guys there during the break, and I said, but I don't feel any resentments. And he went, I don't have any resentments. I love everybody. You know, everybody's great, and blah, blah, blah. And he laughed, and he said, like, really think about that. You know, like, this can't be. It's impossible. You have to have. And it took me a long time, really, to figure this out, to really, like, I, I buried myself in the food and my disease, so I buried my emotions as well, and I did not get to feel the pain or resentment because of the food that I used as a um, as a mechanism as a solution as a solution it's a pile up the pile up of human emotions that was a problem and I used the food to bury it and I buried it deep down and I needed to really prey on that to get it up to relieve me of that and you know and then once I started I started thinking back and thinking and Seeing what is it? What was what was I holding on to? Um, and looking at my part, you know, where was I selfish, dishonest, self-seeking, and fearful? That was that was also these. were this was a skill. This was a skill that I had to learn how to do, how to find where I was selfish, where I was dishonest, the things that I told myself that weren't true. And um, you know, thank God I'm on the other side today. And you know. I deal with, I, I, you know, things come up. It doesn't go away. You know, we're human where we deal with the m- human emotions all the time, but thank God I'm not burying it in the food. I'm not looking to cast it away. I, I, I do work around it. And I'm, you know, with the fellowship of people out there, you, you're out there to take my step 10 and to hear me out and to be open about it and talk about it. And, and I could see my part in it. That's the thing today. I can see my part in where that if I don't take care of it, where it could lead me, you know, down, deep down, it get back into that feeling of usefulness and remorse and I don't wanna go there. So, you know, each day is a new day where I'm, I'm I I get to do this and um and what a freedom that is, you know. Um, how free do I want to be? I don't want to live in that resentment. So I deal with it as it comes along, take care of it, and um, and with that I will pass. And uh, it is a blessing, and it will, and I'll
7: pass again. <laughs> Thank you.
0: Thank you, Deborah S. We also like to comment on paragraph three, page sixty-four.
8: Joanna Sam, Aliza Hi, B. Aliza Terry H.
0: Terry H.
9: Jody
0: EQ, Jackie yeah, B, Sherry KB. I got Bonnie a three M. in there. Let me re- mention those out here before we go any farther. I just picked up Jody EQ, Jackie B, Sherry KB, and Bonnie M. Did I miss anybody?
10: Jackie yeah, B. B, Bonnie B.
0: Say those two again. Did I hear Shawnee? Bonnie B. Spell it for me, please. I, I don't want to miss you when I repeat it.
11: S-H-A-N-I.
0: A-S-H-A-N-I-D. Okay, got it. Great. Okay, this is what I have. I might have missed one. I happen to have Janice M., Eliza D., Terry H., Jody E.Q., Jackie B., Sherry K.B. I thought I heard Bonnie M., but maybe it was the Shawnee. And we'll pick up the rest later. Go ahead, Janice. Good morning.
8: Well, good morning to you, my dear Melanie. It was Bonnie M.
0: Okay, good. Gotcha, Bonnie. Thank you. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Janice.
8: No problem. Good morning, Melanie C. This is Janice M., and I'm a Grateful, Recovered, Compulsive Overeater. Um, The number one offender is resentment. It isn't weight. Like, you know, the weight cannot take, you know, even when I get down to gold, that I still had resentment. So that didn't work. But offender, what's an offender? Offender is an enemy. It's something that does harm to me. So that's what I get out of that big word, that big sentence, the number one offender. It destroys all everything else, and from it, from it, which means from resentment, stems all forms of spiritual disease. Spiritual disease, like, of course, we're going to learn that the root of my problem is self. So it's like a tree. It's gonna. It's, if, if it's the root and it's the number one offender, then this is where all my other problems stem from. First of all, resentment to me is the past, or the past could be an hour ago. It could be 20 years ago. The past did not go my way. Now, I heard somebody you know, previously talk about her business and stuff like that. And, um, you know, my expectations of people were very, very high. And the higher my expectations, the higher my resentments. Because I found then when I expected, like my father, who got married for the third time to get married, you know, I was very resentful. Well, why should I be resentful? Well, perhaps the resentment came with fear and selfishness that perhaps she would get the business and I wouldn't. <clears throat> when she didn't do anything, you know, but I resented her. I resented her. What did she do? Nothing. It was me. This, these are the things that I find out the, that I found out when I, you know, started this inventory. It freed me. It freed my mind. It relieved the pains and the hurts that I did to myself. Once I found out what what it. what it was now if i want to keep the resentment then you don't have to pray for the person you know some people like to have self-pity i don't know but i didn't want to i wanted to be free of it because i was always resentful at somebody because they didn't do what i wanted things didn't go my way you know and whenever i'm disturbed there's something wrong with me that causes the disturbance so you know when i'm resentful i'm absolutely disturbed you know i uh go to bed with it, I wake up with it, you know, I can't get it out of my head myself. So the this process is going to relieve me and the stem, it stems all other kinds of illnesses, spiritual, my pride, my greed, my lust, my gluttony, nice. et etcetera. Et cetera. And with that I will pass. Thank you.
0: Thanks, Janice M. Uh, Eliza D, you're next. Eliza Eliza.
8: Uh, thank Liza? you. Yes, it's Eliza
7: B. <laughs> thank you very much.
12: That's
7: okay. Um, hi I'm Eliza B. from northern New Jersey. And um resentment is the number one offender. And you know, my ideas about resentment have changed so much over my twelve ish years in recovery, Um, I actually can't remember the first time I did my fourth step inventory if it was easier or hard for me to come up with resentments, but I always thought resentments were things I was angry about, things that burned me up, because that's what I read about in here, you know we, we do use sev- the, the big book uses several different words to talk about resentments, but in the end, I always thought the real definition were things that burned me up. but then, as time progressed, I kind of learned that like anger is kind of like the first emotion, but then I have sadness, then I have hurt, then I have fear, then i 'm threatened, then i 'm insecure, and as I progressed a little bit in program started to get harder for me to identify what my resentments were, actually. It was harder for me without the food and out the weight because I wasn't as angry anymore the more... Spiritually recovered, I got. And then I would listen to tapes by Joe and Charlie, and then I started getting into a lot of the vision, vision meetings and listening to people. And I realized that resentment really means to re-feel. re feel. Re, I guess, I don't know if it's Latin or Greek, I can't remember, but re is to replay, re go over again, and scent is feel. So once I start realizing that it's anything I'm kind of re feeling, over and over again through my day, that made much more sense to me and that made me much more able to identify what was making me spiritually sick because, for instance, this morning I had a situation where I just felt like a friend of mine isn't being as nice to me as she used to be. I couldn't really ID that as a resentment per se. Am I resentful of my friend because she's not being as nice to me or I feel like she's being a little bit distant? But I knew it was emotionally disturbing me. And I kept sort of pushing it down and forgetting about it for I think it's been almost a week. But those are exactly the things that I need to identify. Those are the things that if I don't bring them to the surface – I'm getting caught in self. I'm thinking the whole world is it revolving around me. could be something going on with her. I have no idea what it is. But because I was always looking to identify it as anger, I couldn't really ID it enough. But this, when I started realizing that it's just something I'm re-feeling over and over again that's making me feel hurt or making me feel threatened or making me upset, then I can inventory it much more easily. And I, this morning, remembered this and I inventoried it with my friend, and please, I came up with plenty of stuff that dealt with selfish self-seeking. I'm seeking her approval. I'm seeking her, her um, I need her to fill me up. I'm afraid I'm not good enough. I had plenty of things to put in there to identify where I was off God and not um, being spiritually centered. So I just wanted to share that. My time is up. I just wanted to share my, my newer revelation of what resentment meant to me. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you, Aliza. Terry H.,
12: you're next. Hi, everyone, my name is Terry H. In North Carolina, recovered, compulsive overeater. Very grateful today, beautiful weather. Um, In my disease, I was mentally, physically, and spiritually sick. Um, I could not deal with life. I lived most of my life in fear. I lived a life to survive each day. I was beat down and have the scars on my body to remind me each day of that. I sought out food and food behaviors to help me cope, to help me survive, to help me deal with life on life's terms. And, you know, I just spiraled into my disease. Um, I was, you know, I resented people. I resented everybody on the universe. I blamed everyone on the universe. I lived my life as a victim for a very, very long time. And um, I am so grateful today um, for a Vision For You and my sponsor and be, my sponsor working her recovery according to the big book in the big book way. Uh, when I began my fourth step with my sponsor, I was ready. I knew I was powerless. I came to believe in a power greater than myself. I surrendered and offered myself to my higher power. And I was ready to do the work, to do the work around step four, and on these resentments. I'd done a lot of work previous, um, uh, mental health work, and uh, on myself in the past. And so I was, I, you know, I I was ready um, to take this step. And I was so grateful the plan that my sponsor used with me in in um, doing the four step inventory on resentments you know, getting them down, not allowing me to sit in it very long. Um, because the more, you, more I, I believe somebody sits in it, the more my disease has an opportunity to work on me at that time. At that time. And, you know, I'm just so grateful my higher power was with me, um, holding my hand right there with me, right through it. And I just did it, you know. I did it with rigorous honesty. I felt, believed I was thorough but I also knew that it wouldn't be perfect. And, you know, I had the rest of my life to continue to work on myself and, and things that come up. And I am so grateful for that as a recovered woman today. You know, yesterday I had a, a lot of little irritations. I was irritated at this, I was irritated at this, I was irritated at that. And the, and the miracle is I was able to identify it, share it with my sponsor, and do some work on it and turn it over. And, you know, just continue to allow God to work on me in those areas. And, you know, without doing this process, I would be lost in my disease, living as a victim. And today I live in freedom, serenity, peace, and walking hand in hand with my higher power. And I'm so grateful for that. And with that, I pass. Thanks.
0: Thank you, Terry H. Jody E.Q., you're next.
9: Thank you, Melanie. Good morning, everybody. This is Jody EQ, Gratefully Recovered in California. So, I too, uh, like others, some others have said, um, couldn't identify my resentments at first. I thought I was such a nice person and I didn't have a temper. But with closer examination and more time and more readiness, I see that I I am the passive-aggressive type. I have a very strong will. I want what I want when I want it. And when I don't get it, I do get angry. I may not yell and scream, but I will be manipulative in subtle ways. I was very angry at my father uh, most of my childhood and teen years. And it's amazing to me that I couldn't see that. I was angry at my husband for years and years and took it out on them in ways that were uh, not kind. Um, So it takes what it takes. And I'm just grateful that I can really see that today. And I'm grateful, too, that I have Step 10 and 11 to help me to see how it can still come up and I can still be manipulative and, uh, try to get my way. It's all about my ambitions. I think for me, I want what I want. As I said, I want things to go my way. And when they don't, I will do what I can left to my own devices. And I really do need my higher power to change, uh, I can't change myself. I can only hope that my higher power will change me with time. I can also be angry at institutions, absolutely, corporations, governments, whole governments, the human race is, uh, I guess you could call an institution uh, against which I have had anger so I'm just grateful, as I say, that I can see that today and that I'm slowly but surely changing with more awareness, acceptance, and action. And with that, I'll pass.
1: Thank you, Jody E.Q. Jackie B., you're next. Jackie B., star one. Well, let's move to Sherry KB. Are you ready? I'll wait for Jackie.
13: Good morning, Melanie. Good morning, everybody. This is Sherry KB in Northern California, grateful recovered compulsive I reader. Glad to be on the line. Thanks for your service, Melanie. And good morning, everybody. So here we are at Resentments, the number one offender. Um, yes, it destroys um, compulsive I readers like anything else. Um, I know that, and I And this part here that says the spiritual malady is overcome when we straighten out mentally and physically. Um, You know, I remember when I was in another food uh, 12-step program, I had gotten down actually under goal weight, and I thought I'd arrived. And, um, you know, I thought that that was the answer, you know. I really thought that physically, you know, if I just lost the weight, then I could take care of everything else and my life would be fine. Well, you know, the mental aspect was not straightened out, nor really was the spiritual malady. And so, um, you know, I had to, I'm so grateful I found this group. I'm so grateful I found a step guide that got me into this book that took me through the book. And there's, you know, there's reasons why we go through the book and get to this point because it's like little by little by little I was being prepared um, by, you know, first of all we put the food down then we get into the book, and so, and here we are, we're into how it works, and so for me, you know, little by little by little, reading with my step guide, all these pages, understanding it, telling me to put away my prejudices, set aside my old ideas, um, you know, look at things fancy to real, um, I had resentments, and uh, there's an old saying about resentments are like premeditated expectations are premeditated resentments, and resentments are like taking poison and expecting somebody else to die. And so resentment means to re-injure. And so what I learned through this work that helped me so much was that my resentment didn't have to be a big one. It could be a little one. It could be from being irritated to being annoyed. You know, that's what I had to look at, too, is those irritations and annoyances But also resentment, the big ones, was when I retold the story to everyone. And every time I told the story to somebody else, not only was I re-entering myself every time I told the story, but I was re-entering people that I was telling the story to, and then they were carrying it on throughout as well. And so I didn't realize that my part sometimes in what even, you know, I felt justified in my anger, and I heard justifiable anger is a very dangerous place to be. And so I had to learn that every time I was retelling myself the story of what something happened a long time ago and it was really bad, that I, my part in it was as I was still holding on to it and re-injuring myself and others that I told it to. And so doing this work really was powerful. And um, that's why, if you look in these other columns, why we do it that way. Like somebody said, there's only like 19 words in Mr. Brown, 18 words in uh, Mr. Jones, and 14 words in my employer and 11 and wife, and that's how we learned to do it here. With that, I passed. Call me anytime you want to talk about this. Thanks.
0: Thank you, Sherry
1: KB. Bonnie M., you're next. Star one, Bonnie M.
14: Hi, uh I'm Bonnie M. I am from Anthem, Arizona. And I guess I can be heard. Um You can. Okay. Uh one of the things that's brought to mind for me was um was really the first time I did this I was I was actually excited to do the four step and I'd had a lot of personal development work prior to it and and I actually I like I liked the process of learning and growing, and that's really how I'd been for a long time. Um, What I didn't know really was how angry I really was. And I sat down with that paper and that pen, and I went, Dear God, just help me put on this, run through my fingers what needs to be put on this paper. And um, the two biggies for me was, um, who was my husband at the time, was my ex-husband and my son, And, um, and my son was, I'm going to go with my son right now because my son was, was a very, I wasn't mature enough to be his mom at the time that I was doing this. And I may still not be mature enough to be his mom, but, um, but I remember one day when he, um, I don't know, he'd taken my car and he banged it up and he had been somewhere with it where he wasn't supposed to be. And i was I was livid, and I did it I did a four step on him and um and I saw my part in it and um i mean he it wasn't like the first time he'd ever wrecked a car, and you know I gave him my car and i and i said made prob- and i made a comment about his driving safety before he even took off, so you know I didn't trust that he was going to be okay with it but once I got the the resentment down on paper, I went a little bit further with it and um And when I got to the bottom line, it looks like, "What do I really want? I don't want to be angry with him. All I want to do is love him and the one thing I know about this program with with whatever resentment I have, this program teaches us to to love, to love ourselves, to love God, to love whoever we're with, to love the world. And um, and and in the process of doing that, I've had to detach with him with love to some degree, as I've detached with my ex-husband to some degree. But I can still say I love them. I don't have to be in their face all the time. And they're allowed to be who they are. And I find that when I'm taking care of myself... Um, I am much more accepting of, of their behaviors and I can be with them in holidays and I can be with them at other times and, and we do cordial and cordial is really, to me, cordial is really good compared to what it was way back when and with that, I'm going to pass.
11: Thank you, Bonnie M. Shawnee B., you're next. Hi, this is Shawnee B. Grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater from Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Um, so when I came into program, I came in angry at everybody. I was full of resentment, um, and, and I was and I was enjoying living in that resentment. I blamed my problems on everyone else. Everybody else was the problem. The reason that my life was so unmanageable was because of what everybody else was doing to me. And then and then I learned that. Um, Resentment is the number one offender. It destroys more alcoholics than anything else. And I didn't want to be destroyed. I really wanted to be restored to sanity. So I had to start looking at my resentments. I had to, um, you know, put everything down on paper, just like it says in the big book. And I needed to look at why, why and how I was standing in the way of my own peacefulness and by looking at my part in it, by looking at how I am selfish, how I'm dishonest, how I'm self-speaking and how I'm so fearful, it was destroying my own peace and inner serenity. And I and as I was doing my resentment inventory and I saw the same character defects in each in each part of of my problem coming up over and over and over again, it was becoming pathetic at a certain point. I was like Look at this, look at what I'm doing to myself, but you know what That was a great revelation for me because it showed me it showed me in black and white on paper how my resentments, how my problems were my own making, and when I'm able to look at my part in it and look at and ask God to remove these defects of character from me then i can then I can go into a state of peace and serenity which is you know which is what I want and and which and which helps me with the food I never never thought that the food problem was really a life problem. I never realized that my resentment, um, that they were affecting my ability to be peace with the food. And um, and for today, I can say that that's the case. And I'm so thankful and um, so honored to be a part of this program together with all of you. And I'll pass. Thank you, Shani B.
0: Tom will allow for three additional people to comment on paragraph three, page
1: 64. Who would like to do John, that? John K. Hi, John. Gotcha. Anybody else? Star one. Liat TD. Liat
0: TD.
15: Carol yeah, okay. K.
0: Carol K. That'll take us. That'll wrap us up. Thanks so much. So I have John K. Liat TD and Carol K. Good morning, John.
16: Good morning, Melanie. Thank you, and all of Team Thursday. Uh, my name is John Kiernan, recovered compulsive overheater in los angeles i wasn't going to speak this morning but boy so much came up and i really felt i wanted to talk about you know resentment to the number one offender you know it's so funny i <clears throat> i've said before you know that, that when this book was written it was almost all men and you know i always joke that when men come into AA, especially AA, they have two uh emotions angry and about to get angry <laughs> and uh it's because for especially i think for i can only speak for this male. Uh, it's the acceptable, socially acceptable emotion, you know. But I learned a long time ago, anger is a secondary emotion. It's always on top of something else, like fear and hurt. And, you know, we guys like the anger thing, sort of macho, but fear and hurt, things like that, not so much. And <clears throat> I think, you know, people like me, you know, we stuck the fear and hurt, you know, and, and had it come out as anger. If you said something to me that hurt me, I just had to come back at you angry and and. I needed to scrape away that upper layer so that I could work on the fear and the hurt. And uh, you know, some, I have other friends who, who have to scrape down another layer because, uh, because of various reasons uh, they couldn't even identify with the anger. So people like that, a lot of times, their anger turns inward and it turns into depression. You know? And uh, the thing that really helps us, I think, or helped me, is, is getting a chance to put those names down on paper so that I can really look at the situation and possibly in recovery see things a lot more objectively. You know, I was talking to a yesterday about his fourth step and one of the things he said is, wow, I was amazed when I started looking at this list at just how many of these people that did things differently were actually doing it in a retaliatory measure, <laughs> you know? In other words, like it said, a couple of, you know, a few paragraphs back, we step on the toes of our fellows and they retaliate. You know? Uh, Another important thing I started looking at, especially in terms of my long-term resentments, was this, this question, which is, what was this resentment doing for me, you know? And many of them did something for me, you know? I, I got to feel like the poor victim, you know? I got to feel superior because somebody did something to me that I would never, ever do. And that automatically gives you a feeling superior. And I think most importantly, it gave me a lot of excuses for my own failing, you know, uh, and I remember one of the biggest impactful things in the big book came when I read what is now one of my favorite big book stories, it's called Freedom from Bondage, Now I don't want to take the time to read the section now, but it's on the page 550, and it, it's all about the writer looking at her long-term resentment against her mother, and how she used that resentment as an excuse for all of the problems of her own making, you know? And wow, boy, did I identify with that. And I had that, especially because I had a pretty horrific childhood. But, you know, guess what? I've been out of the house eleven, eighteen. 18. How long can I hold on to those excuses? And one of the great things about programs, as you work through these steps, all of these, okay. yes, I'll wrap up, they help you find forgiveness. And the greatest line I've heard in a long time, forgiveness means giving up hope of a better past. And with that, I bet.
0: Thank you, John Kay. Liat T.D., you're next.
17: Good morning, everyone. Liat T.D., Recovered, uh, Compulsive Overeater. Um, thank you for this amazing meeting again. Um, I was thinking, you know, for all those years, in LA, I would hear people say about the three-legged stool, that it's spiritual, emotional, and physical. And for some reason, in my mind, I thought I need to work a little bit on physical, a little bit on emotional, a little bit of spiritual, so that stool is not gonna tip over, you know. And I, you know, as I was shown how to work the steps and invest all of my effort, you know. And I love what it says, you know. Once we straighten out spiritual, once you know the spiritual is overcome, we straighten out emotionally and spiritual and physically. That was my experience. I had, you know, if I, you know, putting all the eggs in God's hands gave me this the physical and, and emotional um, recovery that I was looking for. You know, I was trying to, you know, okay, I'll do a little therapy, a little prayer here, a little exercise there, and that still is going to balance, and it never worked for me. I have a spiritual illness which means, you know, I love what this was shared today. You know, I re-feel, this is the obsessive thoughts that come in my mind, and I rethink and re-feel and repeat, 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 and it kills me. And my idea is self-rely, solve the problem. You know, this woman did this to you. It keeps going, churning in my mind, you know, like a washing machine. Go, go, go. And, um, you know, something needs to break this because my idea is, retaliate don't talk to her ever in your life uh write her a letter confront her change the way she is change what she thinks explain to her that she's wrong i have all these ideas and once i put it on paper and i give it to god and i see my part i want to change someone so my life would be better there's some relief there and release and i'm like okay let it go you know, she is who she is. They are who they are. They did what they did. Freedom, and that's where I don't want to eat. I just feel free, and I feel this sense of relief from this repeating crap that goes through my washing machine my brain. I am I am so thankful and grateful for what I've been given. It's a gift beyond measure, beyond belief. And I, God willing, see you in uh, Newark soon. I love you all. Bye.
0: Thank you, Leah TD. Carol Kay, you'll wrap up this part of the meeting. Thank you.
15: Hi, this is Carol Kay. Thank you so much for letting me share. Recovery Compulsive Overeater from New Jersey. Resentment's the number one offender. Above that, I have killer. Um, because, you know, it's not the Oreo cookies that are going to kill me. It's not the whole pack I sit and eat it with, you know, with a half a gallon of milk. That ain't what's going to kill me. It's the feelings. It's my feelings and emotions if I internalize them and I let them build up. Because that's been the problem the whole time. I let those feelings and emotions build up and build up, and, and how I soothed them and sued myself was with the food. And do I have alcoholic foods? You bet. You bet I do. We all do if we're a compulsive overeater, and those I had to put down. Um. But um. Oh, I lost my train of thought. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um. But um. But, yes, so, um, you know, when I have a resentment today, you know, and I tell my sponsees this too, even if you're on step one and you have a resentment, I want you, I suggest, I highly suggest make an outreach call. You know, go to the website, call people who are recovered and let them know where you're at. You're on step one, but you're ticked off at your husband or you're ticked off at the school bus driver. Whatever your resentment is, talk about it. Because we need to get these feelings out. We don't harbor these feelings until we get to step 10. No, because that is the root of our problem. That is the root of our problem. So today, if I'm angry, I'm feeling it. You know, when I was in the food and I walked around resentful all the time, which I had no idea until somebody handed me this book that saved my life. I didn't know anything about this program. I'm so grateful to be here today and I know about this. Um. You know, so when I'm, when I'm resentful today, I don't wait. Uh, you know, if it's midnight or 1 o'clock in the morning because sometimes I'm up late and I can't call somebody, I put it in my cell phone and I set the timer so the first thing in the morning it rings and it goes off and it reminds me to do that 10-step, to call somebody and let them know I'm resentful at so-and-so and get it out because I know if I internalize this, guess what, I'm going to go to those Oreo cookies. Um, thanks for letting me share, and I'll pass.
0: Thank you, Carol Kaye. And with her share, that seals this part of our tremendous study today. Thank you to everyone that shared. Stay with us because we have more yet to come after we have said the serenity prayer together. But for now, we will close with a reading for the big book on page 164, following that with a serenity prayer. Kathy Jo P., would you please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be
10: suggestive only. This is Kathy Jo, recovered compulsive over-eater in Minneapolis. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. the road of happy destiny.